the Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, welcome back. You are listening to the Your Safe Space podcast hosted by me, Adele Marie. Coming up on the show today, Valentine's Day is just around the corner. February 14 is almost here. And instead of centering romantic love, I want to hold some space for platonic and self-love too. Let's get into the show. Hello, everyone. Happy Sunday. I hope you're having a great weekend. I am coming to you again the same week that the episode is coming out. And I just realized that. And I actually low key kind of love it, but I do need to try and catch up a little bit. I still can't believe that we are well and truly into February. I swear when I do the podcast planning, I kind of track like all of the weeks and the months. And I try to make sure I have a nice balance between the types of content that I'm doing. And I obviously knew that I wanted to do a Valentine's Day episode. And I was like, I can either do the Valentine's Day episode to come out today, which is, I believe, the 4th of February or the 11th of February. And I'm like, the 11th is too late. So it's got to be the 4th of February. And I just still can't believe that we're even into February. It makes me a little bit sad as well because it's the last month of summer and the weather has just gotten good this week. Yesterday, I actually worked from the beach, which was so beautiful and I loved it. But I feel like we didn't really get much of a usual summer. It was quite wet. It was quite questionable here in Melbourne. I don't know about the other states. If you live in Melbourne, you can relate. (laughs) But yeah, I'm just going to try and take advantage of it, make sure I can get my vitamin D. Obviously, still practicing sun safety too, but I'm glad that it is a little bit happier and sunnier because I feel happier. So I'm glad it's sunnier because then I feel happier. But we're going to get straight into the show with what's taking up space. So you guys know the drill. Every single week, I tell you what's taking up space for me. I want to know what's taking up space for you. If you have something that you would love to share, come and join the Facebook group. It's your safe space podcast community. Every week, I put a post up there. I read your comments. I love to read them. I love to see what's going on in your lives. So come and share that with me if you're happy to. Now, what's taking up space for me? Well, this morning I had my first taste of rejection in the rental market and I swear nothing like a bit of rejection to start your day and the day has proceeded to just really test my fucking patience if I'm quite honest and I got rejected from the one and only rental place that I applied for on Saturday and I loved it and I had my heart set on it but it seems it was not meant to be and that's okay, a bit of a tough pill to swallow. But yeah, I did realize that it's actually quite a bit like dating. I feel like going on realestate.com.au is a bit like going on Hinge and you're swiping on the houses. You're swiping to see what characteristics they've got, what traits they've got. Is there enough sunlight? Is there a space for Franklin to sunbake? When's the inspection? Can I get there? It's a bit like planning a first date, having that conversation at the start when you're like getting to know somebody. So my approach with dating was that it was a numbers game. I just need to keep matching with people and going on dates with people until I find one that sticks. And so I'm taking that approach into the rental market as well. And that just means I'm probably going to spend my weekend doing inspections again. And that's fine. It was a bit of a journey last Saturday. I did vlog about it on my YouTube and I look forward to hopefully finding the perfect place. I just have to keep reminding myself that if not this, something better. That kind of motto has stuck with me for a long time. And that kind of motto has been true for me in the past with other things as well. The other thing that's taking up space for me is Taylor Swift. 
and the errors to her. Firstly, her and Travis Kelsey on the pitch after he's going through to the Super Bowl. Oh my goodness. I think it's a Super Bowl, by the way. I don't actually follow US football, but those photos and the interaction, oh my God, living for it. But I'm also going to the Errors Tour. I don't have an outfit. I got my VIP package last week and that made me excited. And it also just gave me something to look forward to because at the moment I've been going through it a little bit and I'm just really enjoying the fact that I've got February 17th as my Taylor Swift night and hopefully I can figure out an outfit by then. Hopefully I can make my friendship bracelets by then. I've got a lot of things to do around that and I am very much looking forward to it. So we've got a bit of good and bad in my what's taking up space today. Now I'm not going to waste any more time. I want to get into the main part of the show. So without any further waiting, let's do that. Now, Valentine's Day is 10 days away, I believe, from the day that this episode comes out. And I could not help myself because last year I did an annual Valentine's Day episode. Go back and listen to that if you want to. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. And I really wanted to do it because I have many thoughts and feelings and opinions and things I want to share about Valentine's Day. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Now, at the time of recording this, it's actually still January and I don't have Valentine's plans just yet. I am obviously dating somebody at the moment. We haven't actually spoken about it. We may. I'm not too sure. I also have some very exciting work things happening around Valentine's Day, which I don't believe I can share with you just yet. So I don't know what my plans are actually going to be this year. I'm sure I can share more about it on the day or around in the lead up. I'll keep you guys in the loop. But I actually have not had a Valentine for a very long time. The last time I had a Valentine in a romantic setting, well, I mean, that is how Valentine's works, but was 2019. So it was with my Sydney ex at the time. He had actually organized a picnic where we lived. We had a beautiful view of the Sydney Harbour and it was a little kind of walk just not too far from our house at the time. And he packed a picnic. It was like a cheese platter kind of charcuterie board, had salami, prosciutto, all my favorite things. He bought me a bunch of sunflowers, taken the picnic rug, and we just went down there, watched the sunset, had little Frank with us too. And that was a really sweet Valentine's. I actually really enjoyed that. And my exes before him, they did either get me like flowers or teddies or chocolates. I don't know, whatever it was. Now I have probably spent more time single than in a relationship when it comes to Valentine's Day and the way that my breakups have fallen or the timings of my relationships. And I have personally flipped and flopped on my stance on Valentine's Day. On one hand, I do believe that I am a sucker for it. I am a lover girl at heart. I love a cute card. I am not necessarily a love language like with gifts and receiving gifts, but I love, you know, words of affirmation or acts of service. So whether it is writing me a cute card or buying my favorite flowers, I guess that is gifts, or planning an activity for us or having some kind of intention, I think I really like and appreciate that. And other years, on the other hand, I've been like, fuck Valentine's Day. It's a scam. It's just a commercial marketing thing. And yes, I do on some occasions believe that could be true as well. But I think now my approach to it is a little bit more balanced, a little bit more holistic in the sense that every day is a good day to show people if you love them, that you love them. But it is also a nice reminder about love and the different kinds of love that you can have. Now, 
I obviously wanted to get in early with this episode and I wanted to do that for a few reasons because we obviously have some listeners who are in relationships, some listeners who are single. I've polled you guys before. I probably should do that again just to get like a suss out of where everyone's at. But I know that this day can be notoriously triggering. Even now, I'm sure if you go out into your local supermarket, you can already see the Valentine's Day teddies. You can see the Valentine's Day cards. If you walk past a florist, they're already getting ready for it. It is very in your face. You kind of can't escape it. And I know that there are different struggles for everyone, depending on your relationship status. I think if you're someone in a relationship, you could be struggling with maybe accepting different expectations around the day, or maybe you are realizing that you're accepting a love, which is not quite what you had imagined, or maybe it's even highlighting question marks around your partner and around your relationship. Again, I feel like these milestone days, things like Christmas, New Year's, Valentine's Day, they really have that ability to amplify the good things and also amplify the bad things as well. I know that if you're single, Valentine's Day is possibly the worst day of the year. Some of you may be really triggered by it. Some of you may not give a shit about it. If that's you, amazing. Some of you may have gone through a breakup recently. Maybe some of you have deep pain about never finding love. Maybe you're feeling lonely right now. Maybe you are just triggered by all the happy couples that you're seeing on social media. And I know it can be really difficult regardless of what camp that you're sitting in. And I think right now for me, I'm definitely in the neutral camp to it, which I'm loving. And I hope this episode can kind of help you get to that neutral point as well. Now, in today's show, I am unpacking the different types of love because I have had this episode idea come to me in the past and it came to me because I saw a TikTok and it was this girl who was single and I saw this TikTok last year and she was complaining how people in her life would always say to her, oh, don't worry that you're single. Like it'll happen when you least expect it. It'll happen when you're not looking you can take yourself on a date, you've got self-love or you've got friends. And I was like, you know what? It's actually a good idea for me to have an episode where we can unpack self-love, we can unpack platonic love, and we can unpack romantic love. Now, I'm not sitting here saying that I want to crucify romantic love. No, I know that Valentine's Day traditionally does center that, but I just want to hold space for the other kinds of love too. Now, there's actually many different types of love. In my research for this episode, I found some studies that suggested there were seven types of love, other studies that suggested nine types of love. Today, I'm only doing the three. If you guys do like this episode, we can maybe do a part two for the rest of them. But we're going to start with self-love because I think we all agree that your Safe Space podcast could be the poster girl for self-love. And I'm pretty proud of that. I love what we have built. I love that this community does encourage you to look after yourself and love yourself. And this goes for anybody listening. I don't care if you're in a relationship. I don't care if you're not interested in a relationship. I don't care if you're single. I don't care what your relationship status is. The practice of self-love, I will die on this sword, is one of the most important things in your life. You are the most important person in your life. The relationship you have with yourself is the most important that you're going to have with anybody until the end. Okay, I've said this time and time again. You need to treat yourself kindly. You need to treat yourself with compassion. You need to care for yourself. You need to value yourself. How you treat yourself sets the tone for how every single other person will treat you. And life, I hope it's willing and long and amazing for us all, but it's also too short to treat yourself like shit or to speak to yourself poorly or to put yourself down or to choose negative habits or negative behaviors and 
not treat yourself the way that would make you feel better and show yourself that self-love. As I said, it helps all of the rest of your relationships and it does help you form healthy bonds with other people, whether that is romantic or platonic. All these types of loves are interconnected with each other, which I think is beautiful, but ultimately it does just reinforce and build that bond with yourself. And I feel like my self-love practices definitely stemmed from therapy. Before I went to therapy, not that I was living a what's the word that I can use? I'm going to say like I was maybe living a bit disconnected where I didn't really prioritize myself. I didn't look after myself. I didn't know how firstly, but I was also choosing some self-sabotaging behaviors. I was also choosing unhealthy relationships. I was also just partaking in treating myself poorly because I didn't know better. And I'm so grateful for the way that therapy has changed my own relationship with myself because I didn't realize how much I was neglecting myself. I didn't realize how much I was letting my own self down. And so I hope that this can be a little reminder to whoever needs to hear it. You deserve to treat yourself kindly. You deserve to put yourself first. It is not selfish. It does not make you a bad person. You are allowed to embrace yourself. You're allowed to embrace yourself. Love. You're allowed to embrace anything that makes you happy and makes you feel better. Obviously, I'm not talking about things like hair masks and bubble baths and massages. Yes, those things have a time and place as well, but I mean doing the work and actually prioritizing yourself, like actually doing it, whether that is mental, emotionally, physically. It's taking breaks when you need. It's asking for help when you need. It's doing the things that actually feel good for you in whatever way. And it's saying no when you actually want to say no instead of saying yes. I also think the self-love journey or the self-love concept is linked a lot to self-development. And one thing I have learned in my time is it is a practice and it is a process and it is a journey. It's not something that you just get better at overnight. It's something that is time and effort and something that does take you a period of time to get better at, but something that is kind of never ending. And I think what I love about self-development, and it can be obviously a slippery slope and a fine line, but I think you can really learn how to accept yourself. You can really learn how to see yourself, warts and all, you know, flaws and all, and look for ways to level up your life or look for ways to feel better. I also want to say when I talk about like the fine line or slippery slope, I think the bad the bad side of that is where you only focus on the negatives and then you're always trying to like do better, be better, fix yourself. Like on this, and at the same time, you are perfect exactly as you are. You don't need to really change anything unless you want to, unless it's going to make you feel better and unless you want to take that action. It's not from a place of guilt. It's not from a place of shame. It's not from any of those negative emotions. It's coming at yourself from a place of love. Now, some of my favorite ways to practice self-love and these are things I've done over the years, whether it is on Valentine's Day or any other day, is just making time for myself. Again, it's less about what you do and more in the sense that you just allow yourself the capacity and the space to do what you need to do. 
you honor yourself enough that you can set aside time for yourself. So energetically, it really does set the tone. And the other thing is that self-care looks and feels different for us all. And this is why I love trial and error and trying out new things and seeing what sticks and seeing what feels good and seeing what I like. I've got my practice down pat now where I know what I need to do if I'm having a low day or if I'm wanting to cheer myself up on Valentine's Day. I know the perfect combination of the things I need to do to make myself feel better. Typically, it's a journal session. Typically, it's a workout. Typically, I'm getting my favorite food, probably acai or probably, I don't know, taking myself out for breakfast. I might even go and treat myself to buying a bunch of flowers or buying something for myself or just making space for myself where I can just sit in my own energy and remind myself who the fuck I am, what I deserve, and making sure that I know that I'm number one to myself. For you guys, it could be a mix of things. Maybe it's just taking a moment to have your coffee before the kids wake up. Maybe it's actually doing that hobby once a week that you've been thinking about, but you keep putting it off saying that you don't have the time or it's not important. Maybe it's making your favorite meal for lunch. Maybe it's hugging your pet a little bit longer. Do you have a cat? Do you have a dog? Hug them for a little bit longer. It's going to see the new exhibit that you want to see. I've seen that the Titanic exhibit is back in Melbourne. I don't know if it was here in the past. I haven't seen it in the past, but I saw it over Christmas and I was like, I really want to go see that. I'm going to get tickets for that. I also got myself tickets to Stephen Bartlett's show. He's coming here in April and I just booked one ticket by myself because I want to go. And I prioritize myself and that's self-care for me. Maybe you want to take yourself out on a solo date or maybe you want to buy yourself a Valentine's Day present as well. There is nothing wrong with that. You are allowed to do that. It is as simple as even putting on your favorite song while you're driving to work or putting on your favorite song while you're getting ready or just teaching yourself something new. Is there something that sparks your interest? Jump on TikTok, jump on YouTube, look it up, learn something. Maybe you want to start reading. There are so many possibilities when it comes to prioritizing yourself and prioritizing yourself love. And I think in the context of Valentine's Day, you can choose to center this instead of just centering romantic love. And if you want to center both, you can do that as well. You make the rules, right? I don't know what that looks like for you though. And so what I would love for you to do in the lead up to Valentine's Day Hold some space, reflect on your own practices in your phone, write a list just in your notes app. What are the things that make you feel really good? What are the things that bring you joy? What are the things that make you feel so happy and just put you in the best mood? Write that down and then plan that out and make your day special for you. Now, the other element of love that I want to cover in this episode is platonic love. Platonic love is very different to self-love and it is very different to romantic love. It is a deep and genuine affection between two people and it is non-romantic and it is non-family love as well, okay? It is different to both of those. It's actually named after the ancient Greek philosopher Plato and Plato explored the nature of love in his works where he claims that platonic love emphasizes emotional connection, intellectual compatibility and mutual understanding. And I think that's pretty true, right? Because when you think of platonic love, I'm talking about your friends, your best friends, even those friends that you feel like you have a soulmate relationship with is nothing to do with like physical attraction and nothing to do with romantic involvement or anything like that. It is just friendship, which I have been prioritizing. And if you guys listened to the friendship episode last week, you would know why that's so important and I have been prioritizing this, not just this year, 
but definitely in my late 20s, especially over the last year, because friendships do play a role in your well-being. We need connection as humans. We need a support system outside of our family, outside of our romantic connection. And I think it's also lovely to have this and to center this if you are struggling when it does come to romantic love. Platonic love in friendships is so good for you because it helps share interests, it helps you build trust, it helps you build loyalty and vice versa and get that in return. And it does really build this deep and beautiful connection between you and your friends. And I think it's important because it does meet different needs to the needs that romantic love can provide and to the needs that self-love can provide. I also think that platonic love is less stressful as well. I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but I feel like there's less pressure. You can just exist as you are. And obviously I'm, when I'm talking about platonic love, I'm talking about fulfilling friendships, healthy friendships and friendships that do actually nurture you and fulfill you. But it's less triggering. And I'm finding this as well, especially newly dating somebody. I feel like friendships for me have always been an example of secure attachment. And again, I learned this in therapy. My relationship with my therapist, even though she's not my friend and that would cross some boundaries, her and I, our relationship is an example for me of a secure attachment. We also did some activities so I could understand my own attachment style. And it was very evident to me that in platonic love and in my friendships, I was able to achieve a secure attachment. Whereas in dating or in romantic love or romantic relationships, I am secure now, but I can almost default to anxious attachment. So I think that's really interesting to note that you can have that secure attachment, which is so good for you and so healthy and beautiful energy to sit in from your friends when you may not be able to get that romantically. And I think there's something so special about that. I also know that some friendships can last a long time and can really serve you and honor you. And so on Valentine's Day, I'm going to ask, can you center platonic love? Can you tap into Galentine's Day? There are so many ways that you can center that and can center your friendship. And if anything, one of the things I love about Valentine's Day is that Galentine's Day was born and it was an opportunity to show people not to put your friendships last and that you can actually put your friendships up there as well. Again, just like you need to put yourself love first, at different times you can also center platonic love and friendships too. This year for Valentine's Day, I actually bought my best friend a present. I ordered it last week. I think it will arrive today. Hopefully by the time I get home, it's there. And I haven't, I don't want to obviously say what it is. I haven't told her that I got her something. I want it to be a surprise, but I wanted to do that just because she is amazing and I love her. And we actually got (laughs) matching tattoos last week. I don't know if you guys will be able to see it on the social clips for the video, but it's a little flaming heart here (laughs) on my arm. And it's so funny. I'll quickly just touch on that. So I've had Suzanne on the podcast before. I've had her on twice. In our first episode, we spoke about getting matching tattoos and a whole year later, we finally got it done. But this year is our 10 years of friendship. I met her 10 years ago on a dance floor in Croatia when we were traveling Europe. And I'm so grateful for her friendship. So I want to center that and I want to celebrate her and I want her to know that, hey, I've thought of you and yes, 
It may not be a Valentine's, but you're my Galentine and I've got you. I was also talking to another friend earlier and she told me that she was going to host a Galentine's Day dinner. And again, I'm not saying that you have to go and buy something for your bestie or that you have to go and have dinner with somebody or that you have to rally around your single friends. I'm not saying that. If you want to do that, it's a great opportunity too. But what I would love for you to do is think about, can you express your love to any friends on this day? Can you send a quick text message to say, hey, just letting you know I love you, just letting you know I'm thinking about you? Who can you also spend time with? If you feel like you need it, why not tap into that? I think it's a great reminder and great realization that you can also focus on this if you want to. You can take the focus off romantic love as well. Now, romantic love. I'm not crucifying it, as I said, and I'm not even leaving it out. I think there's many thoughts and feels I have around it that I want to cover off. I'm sure we're all quite familiar with romantic love. Maybe some of us aren't. Maybe we haven't felt romantic love or found ourselves in a relationship, but Romantic love is that attraction. It is that intimacy. It is that passion. It is that commitment. And I feel like, as I said at the start, we have a pretty equal split between people who are either in relationships or single. And I do think Valentine's Day can be really good for you if you want it to be really good for you if you are in a relationship. And on the other hand, if you're single, I think it can also be really good for you to get clear on what you want. Now, if you are in a relationship, I've got a couple of tips and tricks that I want to share. And if you want to celebrate, you should. And the one thing I want to say here is that your partner is not a mind reader. And if there is something specific that you want around Valentine's Day and you want your partner to do for you, communicate it. Asking for what you want, yes, I know it kind of takes like that romantic gesture out of it, but it's better to ask for what you want and actually get it and enjoy it rather than not saying anything, not getting it, possibly building resentment, and then you end up in an argument. I also think that is worse. I think it's less romantic to then get into a disagreement or feel like shit because your partner didn't do something when you didn't ask and feel that disappointment of expectation. So communicate it. It might be that you want to go out for dinner, or maybe you don't want to go out for dinner. Maybe you just want a card from your partner. Maybe you want a box of your favorite chocolates, or maybe you want a bunch of your favorite flowers. You can say that. Maybe you also don't want anything at all. So it also looks like communicating that clearly too. Maybe you're saying to your partner, hey, I don't want to be sucked into this commercial holiday that I don't really value, but maybe we can plan a cute date night next week and just do something, the two of us. You can make the rules. You can make it look like whatever it needs to look like for you. I also think this goes for making sure that you don't set Valentine's Day up as a secret test to see how much your partner cares about you or loves you. Again, it's very tied to communicating what you want and making sure that you're articulating that, but keep a realistic picture of the day. Talk about it with your partner. If it's important to you and you want to, do it. I also like the fact that if you are in a relationship, Valentine's Day, yes, Every day should be Valentine's Day. Yes, you should treat your partner with love and gratitude every day, but it is another chance for you to do that while you are with this person. On the other hand, if you are single and you are craving romantic love, well, I've got you. Some things that you can do, some tips and tricks from me to make you feel better is firstly, honor how you're feeling. Okay. I think in the past when I've been single or I've been feeling sad girl, you know, saddy, sit down, sit with it, write it down, talk to somebody you trust, unpack all the emotions that are coming up, get the emotion wheel out, label those emotions that you're feeling. 
without any shame or guilt. If you care about it, you're allowed to care about it. If you feel sad, you're allowed to feel sad about it, okay? In 2024, we're not making ourselves feel bad for feeling like shit. But at the same time, you do need to be gentle with yourself and be kind to yourself and know that it is better out than in, right? So if you need to have a cry about it, have a cry about it. Denying how you feel or suppressing your emotions will then just make them come up in a weird way, in a different way later on. And that's not something that I ever want to advocate for or encourage. I want to encourage the opposite. It's okay to feel sad. It's all right. You'll actually probably feel better if you let it out of your system. The other reminder is this is the perfect time to connect with your friends, to tap into that self-love or the platonic love that I just spoke about. Because these, yes, well, they are very different types of love At the end of the day, they still serve such a deep purpose for yourself. They still can honor a need and they are still so important and vital. So while you may be wanting to focus on what you don't have, flip it around. Focus on what you do have. It's a bit like, you know, gratitude is the attitude. And I know gratitude can sometimes come off as cheesy, but when you are sitting there focusing on the love that you don't have romantically, Are you neglecting the platonic love that you've got? Are you neglecting the self-love that you could be practicing with yourself? The other thing I'm going to say is please don't jump on a dating app and please don't match with people in the hope that you can tee up a last minute Valentine's Day date or a booty call or whatever it is. I know that that might make you feel better in the moment. I know that that also might seem like a good idea. And if you really want to do that, be my guest. I'm just trying to protect you and just trying to be like, sit with your emotions instead. Don't band-aid it in that way. There are many healthy coping behaviors that you can pick and choose. And I'm going to say doing that is not necessarily going to be the best one or the one that's going to make you feel the best in the long run. The other elephant in the room is to avoid social media if you need to. I speak about this a lot, social media. We live in a social media world. We see things now more than ever that we would never see years and years ago when the internet didn't exist, when certain apps didn't exist. But now we have everything just so readily available for us at any moment. We switch from one app to the other. You're seeing similar or same styles of content and the algorithm leading up to Valentine's Day too is going to not necessarily work in your favor because it's either going to show you the happy couples, sad videos, and especially on certain apps where the algorithm is really tailored to you, sometimes you just need to give yourself a timeout. Again, it is a bit of a band-aid solution. You're getting off it because you don't want to be triggered, but what it does is stops you from comparing. Again, a reminder, you really don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You really don't know what's going on in someone's world. Yes, they can post a selfie, happy, smiling with their bunch of flowers, or yes, they can post a video of whatever their boyfriend set up for them, but you don't know that they just didn't have an argument or maybe borderline breaking up. You don't know that they actually broke up two weeks ago and now they're back together. We never really know the full picture. So take what you see on social media with a grain of salt and ignore it if you have to. The other thing I want to say is you can also just ignore Valentine's Day if you want to. If you struggle with this and you are not feeling it and you just can't be fucked, that's okay. Protect your peace. Now, I have done this in the past in some years where I was either heartbroken or going through it and just not feeling great. But what I have found is when I have actually gone and not ran away from my hard feelings or ran away from the uncomfortable emotions and I filled up my cup and I've tried to fill the holes in my heart with self-love or platonic love, I've then felt better in the long run. So yes, ignoring is definitely an option, but 
if you want to feel better, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing to do as well. The other thing to remember is it's just another day. It's just another day in the calendar year. I know it's obnoxious. I know it's in our face, but it will pass. And a little reminder, if you are single, if you are feeling lonely, if you are not in a relationship, if you have just gone through a breakup, you are not alone. There is nothing wrong with you if you are not dating anybody right now. There is nothing wrong with you if you are single. There is nothing wrong with you if you've just been dumped, okay? Right now, you might just be going through it and that is okay. This feeling won't last forever either. One day, you might look back and you might realize that worrying about this was wasted energy because now, look, you're able to fill your cup up. You're able to practice self-love, platonic love, and who knows what's around the corner. You might find romantic love before next Valentine's Day. Anyway, I just wanted to highlight all of those things and show you guys how these three types of love can be connected. And I think it's also just a really important reminder to realize that Valentine's Day, there's good and bad. People are going to have different opinions of it. But overall, it is a commercial holiday. It is a consumerism holiday. And love and relationships and good emotions and good feelings can take so many different forms across your life and show up in so many different ways in your life, whether that is even existing in this community or making friends in other ways or connecting with people, like-minded people, or just connecting with yourself and deepening that relationship with yourself. It's just important to remember that you are not defined by one day in the calendar year or by one type of relationship being romantic love. Anyway, I just wanted to say happy Valentine's Day to you guys. I hope with whatever it is that you're doing on Valentine's Day that you feel good. I hope that you have a great one and I'm sending you so much love. And if you don't have a Valentine's Day, I'm more than happy to be your Valentine this year as well. All right. I love you guys. And now we are at the end of the show. I'm going to give you my PS today. I've actually got two of them and they're quite fitting. So the first one is a food recommendation. You guys would have seen this all over my TikTok, but right now I'm in my sandwich era. I'm, I'm even saying that wrong. Sandwich. I went to say sandwich. Why do I say sandwich? Anyway, I have been loving my deli style rolls. I've been loving mixing all of the condiments, been loving mixing all of the antipasto stuff. I've been loving my salami, my suppressor, my mortadella, and I don't butter the bread. I buttered the bread once and I'm not buttering it ever again because I didn't enjoy that experience. It made everything slide out. But my recommendation is to make yourself a panini at home, make yourself a deli roll at home. Fresh bread from Baker's Delight. My favorite bread is the Turkish sea salt one. Oh my God, that is heavenly. Bury me in that bread. Literally, I would, if if I need to go to death row, I'll take that bread with me to have in my schnitzel roll, but <laughs> I wouldn't go to death row, obviously. Um, but yeah, I have been loving that. It's also a lot cheaper than going out and buying a panini. So if you want to save some cash, that's the one. And then my second recommendation is a podcast episode. So I went down to the beach yesterday to work and it's a decent drive. And I put on an hour and 40 minute podcast. You're probably thinking, what the fuck? Just wait. I never realized how much I loved a long podcast until I had this long ass drive, but it is Jay Shetty's podcast. His podcast is called On Purpose. I'm assuming if you listen to this podcast, you may also listen to Jay because he's got probably one of the number one self-development podcasts in the world, but he had Esther Perel on and I've spoken about her before. She's a psychotherapist and her episode with him is called The Number One Secret to Know If Your Chemistry Will Last. And this episode 
dove straight into it. The first question Jay asked her was that, like, how do you know if a relationship is going to last? When do you call it quits? And what I loved about this particular episode is that there was something for everybody in there. And Esther's advice is incredible. Second to none, so wholesome, so balanced, so real, so lived. And the topics that they covered in there really were for everybody. We had topics to talk about conflict in a relationship. There was when to know to call it quits. There was, if you had just gone through a breakup, they were talking about the like chemical reaction that happens in your body when you go through a breakup and how it's almost like addiction for some breakups, which I thought was super interesting. And I just loved it. It was basically like a free therapy session. So I'm going to link that episode show in the notes as well. If you guys want to listen to it, be my guest. But I'm also going to wrap this show here. If you haven't, please come and join the Facebook community. It's Your Safe Space Podcast. And please follow us on Instagram. Please follow us on TikTok. And please leave us a review on Spotify or Apple. And yeah, you're even welcome to leave me a little review saying, Adele, I will be your Valentine too, because I would love that as well. Now, guys, I will see you next time. Look after yourselves, look after each other, and have a great week ahead. Bye. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land, hosted by me, Adele Marie. Your Safe Space is a part of the Amplify Podcast Network. 